Hello. Yes, you called me about uh, somebody, about my Social Security number, a fraud against me for that. Uh, could you call back and give me some new advi- uh, numbers and advice? Because you said keep my anti-Semitic uh, things to myself, so I don't need to give you my Social Security number because apparently you already have it. So uh, please call and keep your anti-Semitic remarks to a minimum. Thank you. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast because it's a very good It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Harrison. Um, gotta say, uh, I'm sorry that the show is late, a day late. I know a lot of people were, uh, frantically emailing us, um, in a, in a tizzy. (laughs) I I I got all these, yeah, Schlitzy sent me this email being like, Mm. what's going on? Mm. Like the show hasn't come out. This is disrupting my daily routine. And then other people are like, anytime Mm. the show's late, I fear the worst. I think they all think that you finally killed yourself. Is I think what happened? Oh, I thought I thought you meant like we got picked up by a network or something. <laughs> That's the worst. And we're successful, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, no, I think they think either you right. killed yourself or I finally mm. quit because mm. I couldn't deal with you anymore. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the show was just done. Everyone gets mm. like they 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 panic. Uh, that would but, be like what was the Muppets movie where they all quit and then they later got back together? Was it Muppets Take Manhattan? That, yeah, was that Muppets Take Manhattan? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it would be like that. Is that the one with the gangbang? Yes. Okay. That was yeah, the one with yeah. the gangbang. That's my favorite the bear one. gangbang, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not, get, you know. We're, we're only ga- human. We're not, we're not gaslighting you. No, we're not. Actually, yeah. the, the reason. I didn't even know that was, like, I, you well, know. The reason uh, we're late is because, mm. so this weekend mm. was a holiday weekend, Martin Luther King Day today. So Harris and I both had the day off. And over the weekend, um, my my brother and my sister and Wackerly and Wackerly's wife, they mm. all came down to celebrate my birthday. Uh, my birthday is actually on Wednesday. Mm. And so they came to LA for, uh, they came here Friday and they left uh, Sunday. Right. And my brother is actually here until today. So I didn't really mm. have time where I could have recorded the show. Uh, however, I did do, um, I did do a pretty amazing outtake. Yeah. I'm not going to go into too much detail here. Not that I'm trying to tease the Patreon page, but it's a long story, mm. so I don't really want to get into it. But my sister, over dinner, was telling us that this past week she was walking to work, and she got spit on by a homeless guy. Oh, yes. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. This Love guy it. like came over, spit on her. She flipped out. I mean, it was mm. like loogie, face, hair. Mm. She said it smelled bad. Um, I'm assuming the guy's mouth is full of semen, probably too. Probably, yeah. You know, he's a yeah. homeless guy in San Francisco. Uh-huh. But then uh, she screamed that he like ran under the bridge where the homeless people live. Mm. Yeah, uh, she goes into the whole detail of the story. Um, we also, mm. uh, my brother also, uh, 
is is taking a trip to Cancun mm. to fix his teeth in two weeks. He's he's so cheap. He doesn't want to pay a U.S. dentist to fix his teeth. That he's going to a dentist in Mexico. That's great. Because some guy in his bar mm. was like, "Oh no, don't go to U.S. dentist. They'll rip you off. Go to this Mexican guy in in I know in Cancun." Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, you got to do that. So anyway. Uh, my sister and I were talking to my brother about that. Mm. Uh, it's all on the Patreon. It's going to be an outtake this week, so we go into detail with it. But it was a lot of fun. They ended up coming down, and uh, we all hung out, got really drunk. Uh, Wackily actually bought mm. me a five-pound gummy bear, which okay. uh, I don't know why. I don't even know why people make those things. Did you throw it away? Well, no, I was going to, yeah. you know, I thought it was like a novelty thing. Right. Yeah, I think they spent like $50 on this thing. Mm. And uh, he, I think they bought it because they were at the Grove on uh, Saturday. Okay. And uh, they kept, we go out on Saturday night, and uh, we're going to go to the Echo to see. Do you know who Shuli is? Shuli is kind of like the leader of Howard Stern's Whack Pack. I remember Shuli. He sucked. Um, he, his stand-up was dumb. His stand-up actually wasn't that bad. Okay. He did. Uh, yeah. we, I didn't know going into it because I, you know, I knew who he was. I didn't know he did stand-up. He did mm-hmm. like an hour. Right. And uh, a lot of it was like mostly stories about the mm. whack pack people. It was sure. kind of entertaining. Right. And they had uh, that guy. Do you know who Eli Braden is? No. Eli Braden does a lot of the song parodies about Robin's tits. Okay. He uh, he ended up like opening the show, and yeah, mm. I'm I'm fine with without ever having to hear another song by pervert Jack Black wannabe ever again. I only like um, the parody. I only like the parody songs about Casey. This guy does. Which dates me, but you know what? This guy might do all those too. He he does a lot of them. Yeah. His voice is you know, his voice is entertaining. Whatever. Mm. Uh, but Shuli came out and did a whole thing. So that's what we went to mm. Saturday night. And Wackley brings his fucking five pound gummy bear mm. to the thing. So we're like, I'll post mm. a picture of us. Of I, I took a picture of me and him like holding it. And mm. so anyway, we end up getting pretty drunk. The party ends up back at my place, kind of late. We're all hanging out, and then his wife was like, "You got to eat mm. this thing." And I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to open. I don't, like, are you supposed to do, like, what do you do with it? Like, I thought it's just a novelty you thing. throw it away. Well, it's huge. Yeah. Like, I, th- I thought it was just novelty you put on your shelf. You give it to a child. I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. either. So now she, mm. like, b- b- she wouldn't shut up about it. Mm. Basically, I was forced to open it, take a bite out of its ear. Mm. And now I just have this, like, fucking mm. five-pound thing of gum. It's, it's kind of gross. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Who took a bite out of it? I did. She oh, made okay. me. Oh, I had no yeah. choice but to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. that night actually we ended up drinking at a, a kind of a cool place. You ever go to Tex, that French place? No. Oh, oh yes, yes. I used to go there a lot when I went. They're when tearing I left, it down. Back when I left the house. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, know it's that. like much like every LA landmark. Yeah. They're tearing it. When, when the rainbow goes, I go. Mm. That's what I have to say here. Okay. Um, but we ended up drinking at Tex and then uh, mm. we were walking around down there. And we actually walked by, mm. that's, why I, that's why I wanted to talk about Elliot Smith, is we walked by the Elliot Smith mural. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is the Elliot Smith mural. And everyone's like, who? I was like, Elliot Smith. Mm. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, how the fuck do you not know who Elliot Smith is? Nobody you were with knew? Nobody. Oh, Nobody, weird. not even Wackerly knew who Elliot Smith was. That, that's pretty weird. I, thought, I mm. thought so too. If they were like... 18 or something, I'd if, be like, If they were yeah, kids, okay. I could understand. But Elliot Smith was active, what, 1995 to like, when did he die? Like 2002, I think he died? 2002? Something like that, yeah. I think 2003. Mm. But he was active for like a good, almost 10 years. Mm. Um, he had songs in like Royal Tannenbaum's movie, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. I mean, he was like, 
a, a prolific musician, multi-instrumentalist. Nominated for an Oscar. Nominated for an Oscar. He lost yeah. to Celine Dion. Yeah. That's kind of an unfortunate time to be, or year yeah, to be nominated against the Titanic yeah, you're not song. Win, but no. I mean, he was like a very influential musician, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and then he he died mysteriously, which is mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, but it was a very notorious death, like a rock star death, like Kurt Cobain or whatever. Right. Um, I just I was in shock. I was like, I can't believe you wouldn't know who Elliot Smith was, and then they're like, Oh, he's an L.A. musician. I was like, Not not really. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a worldwide musician. But yeah, I don't know. Like, do you do you know people who don't know who Elliot Smith is? And how are you doing, Harrison? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what, yeah. I, sp- I ask you every week how how you, you do. Doing? This is the first. Uh, yep. Oh, Actually, this, I don't no, know if this you do, week you I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, this week I was explaining why the show was late. Right. <laughs> but anyway, what do you? How, how are you doing? You, doing you know, I you know I've been getting I've been getting uh, gaslighted by a number of people, and I didn't know. That was a, like I thought that was a thing by like Donald Trump. I guess I've misunderstood. Yeah, they. Been, <laughs> yeah, they were like you're crazy. Why about are you the saying impeachment trial? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know. I thought it was like first of all, I thought it only happened <clears throat> to women, and second of all, I thought it was like when a woman gets so drunk that she accidentally sleeps with like a guy who's into steampunk. And that's yeah, I thought that's, that's what it was. Typical gaslighting, but, but session, no, it's yeah, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. So I just like to tell people, don't do it. All right. Don't tell me, you know, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's a great way to disrupt the segue into Elliot Smith. <laughs> I'm a disruptor. It's very, very important that we brought that I'm up. I'm from Silicon so Valley, you know. Don't I, gaslight I, Harrison. I move fast and I break things. <laughs> I'm a disruptor. He's been, he's been yeah. being let down by fans. Fans have been dangling things. Everybody. To him. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, never coming through with it. That's right. And then you found out, and you're, you're, you you took it to heart. You took it to the heart. Yeah, and you took it to the heart, person. and it's sensitive. Yeah. And then that's what happens when you gaslight people. Yeah. You fucking ingrates. I started listening. I got sensitive. started listening to Ellie Smith again. Ellie Smith. Here we are. And now we're back into yeah, it. Yeah, back in back segue. Into Thank it. you. <laughs> that was a good if roundabout. If I didn't segue that back into that, I'd, I'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elliot Smith. Amazing musician. When did you first get into Elliot Smith? <sighs> I don't know, like probably like the two thousand or something like around then. I was uh, mm. I was a late bloomer in Elliot Smith. I, I think it's some guy like start like I liked some of it because he was like around when Good Will Hunting came out, and he's like, listen to this, and I was kind of whatever. Would you like that movie a lot? No, he was just into <laughs> indie rock oh, or okay, something. Right, he played right. it for me, and I was like, eh, I don't know. It's I liked like one song, and then I think maybe it was like when that posthumous album came out. I started getting into him. Which one was from this a one? Basement on the Hill. Or, oh, basement, basement on the Hill. On the that was the last one. Yeah, yeah. That was, it came out yeah, after yeah. his death. Um, and then, uh, and then I started getting into him a lot. See, I mm. I was like vehemently opposed. Mm. Like in the '90s mm. when this music was popular, mm. I thought it was just utter shite. Mm. Like I remember being like, if it's it's this is not Slayer, it's lame. I remember <laughs> I saw uh, that guy Jeff Buckley. Yeah. So I was dating a girl. Yeah. Jeff Buckley, kind of similar, same vein, singer songwriter yeah. type of guy. And we saw him at this like coffee shop, and I was like, "God, this is garbage." Mm. And I just walked outside and was like smoking a cigarette the whole time. I don't, you know how like you get so close-minded when it comes to music. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you know? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just, you didn't like music that was about feelings? <laughs> any Anything that wasn't black Even metal. Even though that's like the point of music originally. <laughs> anything that wasn't black yeah, metal, okay. death metal, or like mm. punk. I just mm. was not, I wouldn't even entertain it. Mm. And so I remember hearing Elliot Smith and think it was just garbage. Up until I think when I moved here, like mm. probably 2008, 2009, it was Joe Kelly, who a uh, uh, good friend of the show. Mm. We were walking around and uh, that's when we saw the mural. There's a mural, an Elliot Smith mural, I think outside is the, the studio he used to record at. I think that's, it's yes, kind of, yes, yeah, it's it near is, there. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it kind of looks like, what were you saying? It kind of looks like the Actually, one Actually, I was mistaking it for a different mural. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, there was a mural near my house of a guy that looks like Elliot Smith that resembled the mural of Biggie and Best Okay, there's a different one. Now, uh, this yeah. one this one kind of has like, it's a of figure like swirls. Eight, and yeah, and figure eight. And it's got a picture of him. A picture of him. And, and, yeah. and it, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And I remember he was like, oh, you're into Elliot Smith? And I was like, no, actually, I was just like, mm. I couldn't even name a song. And he loaned me that album, uh, Either Or. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, oh, this is really cool. And then mm. I realized, and th- this happened actually kind of a lot. Like, uh, I, th- I would say in like the early 2000s, I was just like, all this music I was just reluctant, you know, to listen mm. to. And then kind of was like, oh, there's a lot of good music out here. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was one of the contemporary artists that I just never would have discovered otherwise. Yeah. And then yes, just and, got super into you know. it. But I can understand. Like, I remember my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, great. Now i got to listen to more sad boy music. Right. Which there's a lot mm. of sad girl music, too. There is, yeah. You know, I mean, mm. but I think a lot of people dismissed him Perfect as being... circle. Yeah. A lot of people dismissed him as being like a sad sack or uh, right. like, you know, sad. And she used to say, she's like, great, sad boy music. And she mm. just didn't want to listen to it. I, I, I think that's selling it short. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, I mean, he's he's kind of amazing. Not many people um, did music like him. I would say he was akin to like Nick Drake. Yes. If if you think of yes, think about it, yeah. yeah. A lot of his music was really depressing. He was like, mm. I mean, did a lot of drugs, mm. <laughs> sang a lot of like, dark songs about suicide. Yeah, there was at least you know? one reference to wanting to die in every song, pretty much. Pretty pretty you much. Know? Yeah, I, mm. I could see how you could that could relate to you. Right. Um, well, it's like <laughs> you know, he's singing about. It was like. He just sang about OGing on Easter afternoon. I OD'd on Easter <laughs> afternoon. Wow. Yeah, he, and he OD'd a lot, actually. Oh, yeah. But the guy, I mean, he had like, he all. prolific artist. He had several uh, albums mm. that came out as a solo artist. He was also in a band called Heat Miser, which is kind of a hardcore band, actually. Do mm. um, you ever listen to them? Uh, no, it's a lot I heavier never, than his never solo stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, it's from Portland. Mm. Um, he himself, I think, uh, he grew up in Texas, but I think he was born like in like Nebraska or Kansas or something. Okay. But he grew up in Texas, and then when he was like 14 years old, he moved to uh, Portland. And I think that's where he kind of uh, started getting into music. Mm. Um, he became a heroin addict and a bad alcoholic while living in Portland. Um, I guess a lot of the songs on XO concerned themselves with... Uh, people were trying to get him to go off of drugs the nerve of people trying to get you to quit drugs (laughs) yeah um i guess he moved to new york or no when he was in new york city he was uh his drug problems deepened considerably he did a lot of drugs there. i guess that's where he he started doing crack right yeah um and then we moved to i think he moved to la end of 1999 still using crack um at this point i mean he had already probably like i think he started recording albums in 1994 so it was like five years being a pretty famous musician. At this point, 
Um, his album XO in 98 sold 400,000 copies. Hmm. He'd been nominated for an Oscar. That was when albums still sold copies. Yeah, still sold that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, in the 90s, you could still make money. You could make money, yeah. 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 You know? Um, but especially if you have your music hmm. you know, being used in like a Gus Van Zandt film. Right. You know, or Wes Anderson's Royal Tannenbaums. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so anyway, at this point, once he started using crack in LA, there were a lot of rumors that were going around saying he was incapable of performing and that he'd forget his own lyrics and just nod off hmm. between songs. Crack I never saw him. It's always been like a rare treat for me. <laughs> like drinking eggnog at Christmas, you know? Is it doing crack every now and then? I mean, I haven't smoked crack in years, but it was never something I did that often. I just found like it very underwhelming. Hmm. I mean, it, just, it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a great high for like, 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and done. Hmm. Whereas Coke, I mean, at least that lasts like an hour. Right. You know? Um, it's got a nice earthy taste to it. Like a fine <laughs> scotch. It's very natural substance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mm. fine odor. You can uh -huh. smell it. Um, so mm. you get a good strain. Um, but yeah, I guess he, uh, there are a lot of rumors that are going on there. I don't know. I never saw him live. Did you ever get a chance to see him I live? I did not. Sadly, um, no. I never really got into him until yeah, after he died. Yeah, so. I didn't get into him after he mm. died. Um, but yeah, he had like nodded off and stage between songs. People said they found him in a club one time, passed out in the toilet with a needle in his arm. Right. Uh, neighbors, I guess he lived in Echo Park, claimed that they had seen him wandering the streets with a blanket over his shoulders, muttering to himself, which made me think, that's like Harrison on <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. Um, they said in the year leading up to his death, so this would have been around like early 2000s, like mm. 2002, um, he, uh, his output and his physical mental health had begun to wane. So actually, it's probably in 99, 2000. He was smoking up to $1,500 worth of heroin and crack a day. Mm. Yeah, exhibiting signs of paranoia. This is great. He believed... DreamWorks executives were following him around in a white van. <laughs> <laughs> Tortured by DreamWorks. Um, and I guess uh, I'd, I had never seen this. I believe this. that. And Jeffrey was, Katzenberg. Katzenberg. His reach is long, you know. <laughs> Katzenberg's men in black. Yeah. Um, and apparently in 2002, he had a disastrous set opening for Wilco. Hmm. Um, this, is in a, this is at a university. Um, and I guess Elliot Smith had, had like an excruciating 50 minute solo set where people just describe it as a nightmare. Um, mm. He kept complaining that he had pain mm. in the fingers of his left hand, which made it difficult for him to play guitar. Mm. And then he would just stop during the song and be like, I'm faking it. Mm. Sorry, I don't want to fake this, so I'm not mm. going to do this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would. Uh, he, he kept joking. He was like, I was on plane for six hours, slept on my arm, and now I can't feel my fingers, so sorry. You know what? I, I will just say that. It, <laughs> sure, that sucks. But the fact that... That does say a lot about indie rock people, the fact that they would describe it as a nightmare. A nightmare. It's a nightmare. No, it's, it's not a nightmare. No, it's, it's a moment. It's a bad yeah. college show, you know? Kind I mean, of, but it's also like a... It, yeah. you're, out of all the shows you've seen Elliot Smith, you're going to remember that one. Yeah. I know. I always remember the ones where it's like the guy can't play because yeah. he's so fucked up. Like, I remember That's I saw... That's the show I remember. I saw The always. Fall yeah. once. Mm -hmm. It was a reunion show, I'd say like 1998. It was a Great American. 99, mm -hmm. maybe? And the late 90s. And, or no, actually, no, it was probably early 2000s. But anyway, Marky Smith, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with him. Mm. But I mean, he's a volatile guy. Yeah. But I think he was really drunk or something. And he kept like walking off stage and you could hear him yelling. 
And then he would come back and they would sing a couple things like mutter the lyrics. Yeah. And then he would like throw the microphone down and go right back back off stage yelling at people. Mm. And they, they kept having to start and stop the songs. And I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing. Because right. you never see that. Yeah. It's like you usually see a show, everyone's pretty polished and they're that's professional. Why you go see Brian Jonestown Massacre. Why you, exactly right? why you go see Brian Jonestown. Yeah, that's right. I had the same experience when I saw Suicide Live. It was the same mm. deal. Alan mm. Vega just whacked out. Mm. And so it's like you remember those those moments. So I, I think do. the people who got to see Elliot Smith's disastrous 50-minute set actually kind of uh, you know, had a moment, yes. a happening, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but anyway, yeah, I guess he uh, barely got through any of his songs. And it was uh, people describing it as a nightmare. And the, the, the media kind of was like, oh, this guy's going to die or he's mm. going to... You know, it looks like he's on his last legs and he's Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You know, can't deal with his commercial success. Got so a he's death gonna kill pool himself. Situation show. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yet mm -hmm. in the last year of his life, this is finally 2002, mm -hmm. Elliot Smith was alleged to have turned things around for himself. Oh, my. He claimed to have finally kicked the drugs with the help of a treatment called neurotransmitter restoration. Now, have you done that one? I don't think I have. It, unless it's it's um Is that the one that you were doing a uh, couple years ago? Transcranial I forget what it's called. Transcranial lobotomy or whatever the hell I had done. I what forget. was the one with like the electroshock? Uh, it was electromagnetic treatments. transcranial TMS. That transcranial what it was. electromagnetic stimulation or whatever. So I wonder if that's It's the same thing uh <laughs> It's the same thing George Michael had done before he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> is that what is that what attracted you to the procedure? Yeah. You're like, oh, George Michael died after he did this. Yeah. Great. I got a lawsuit uh, payment oh, from it. Did you? Yeah, what I got was... like uh, I don't know, like seven grand or something. I'm gonna look this up with yeah. this neurotransmitter restor. You should try mm -hmm. this. I know. You test it. We should. You should be the guinea pig for all drug treatments. I know. I mean, dude, you've done uh, what ibogaine and or yeah. ibogaine. Sure. Ah. Yeah. Um. So uh, he he kicked the drugs. He's teacher, <laughs> there are things. Sorry. You just gotta have faith. Yeah. That you yeah. Uh, will heal yourself. Um. He was working on a new record. I uh, called it uh, provisionally "Basement on a Hill." Right. Um, many friends claim that he had found his newfound optimism was a result of a year-long relationship with Jennifer Chiba. Right. Who is a member of a local punk band, Happy Ending, that I, apparently Smith had taken under his wing. He toured with them as a support uh, as his supporting act. He paid their expenses. He produced their uh, debut single, whose last name is also slang for heroin. Chiba Chiba, yeah. or not? And a Tone Loke song, right? That's funky called Medina. <laughs> I swear he had a song called Chiba Chiba. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> after his 34th birthday, mm -hmm. he gave up alcohol completely, caffeine, red meat, sugar, and his psych meds. Always a good Not idea. Sure Just quit everything idea. at the same time. <laughs> it's always um, great. So in September uh, 2003, September 19th, uh, there a video came out where he had played a free show at the University of Utah. I sent you a link to that. I don't know if you have it there. Mm. But apparently, uh, he looked really good. Mm. He looked healthy, looked uh, seemingly happy. This would also be the last time he ever played live. Right. So I don't know if you uh, did. You get that link? I got the fucking thing. Hold on. All right. Uh, I got a bunch of pictures of him. I don't yeah, know. a bunch of. There's a couple of pictures of him yeah. and uh, Jennifer Chiba too. I mean, he, he's not looking great. I mean, that just might be the grim passage of time. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hey, 
Yeah, he's all right. There's a couple know. pictures. He kind of reminds me of like Schlitzy at his worst. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. All right, let me play this goddamn shit. Can you tell? Does he look better? It's hard to tell. Uh, you could be on heroin and he's and he easily pull this off. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Anyway, there you go. Anyway, there it is. That's yeah. the last show he played mm-hmm. because that October. He ended up dying. And how he died? Well, that's the mystery that we're going to discuss here. Kurt Cobain was always high on heroin. He could always play, except he would just be really mean to the other people in his band. <laughs> as, <laughs> as anyone has seen from watching Nirvana Unplugged. He's yeah, just a he total would, oh dick. Oh, God, he was a total dick. Yeah. I imagine he just wanted to get through the set yeah. so he could get high again and mm-hmm. be happy. Um, so on uh, Tuesday, October 21st, 2003, it's around noon, Elliot Smith apparently got into an argument, a heated argument with his girlfriend, Jennifer Chiba, at their home in Echo Park. As the row got worse, Smith started screaming about, threat- about committing suicide and threatening to commit suicide. Um, like most of his close friends, Chiba was used to him making these melodramatic threats. And I guess as they kept getting into an argument, she ignored him, locked herself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But then she changed her story and said she went to take a shower. So I don't know if that's a minute detail that could be overlooked. Regardless, she was in the bathroom mm. when she heard a scream. She returned to the living room, and she found Smith standing with his back to her. When he turned around, she saw a kitchen knife sticking out of his chest. Mm. She pulled the knife out. That's always your first move. You want to do that. You pull the knife if, out. Any, anytime <laughs> anybody's got a knife sticking Just out of them, grab immediately the knife. grab it and pull it out. <laughs> Extract it yeah. from the body. Yes. Um, she immediately called 911. Uh, and despite, he was rushed to the hospital. Despite emergency surgery, he was pronounced dead 20 minutes later after arriving at the hospital. He was uh, 34 years old. Hmm. Uh, never lost for an opinion. He didn't look a day over yeah. 47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when he was 34. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah, that's yeah. some hard living there. Yeah. Heroin, it's great mm. for the skin. Um, Courtney Love called it the best suicide she'd ever heard of. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a, a good blurb for, for the cover of your suicide. <laughs> the Courtney, Love, yeah. Courtney Love, Love thought your suicide was great. Yeah. It's an epic suicide. <laughs> Gigi like, Allen's great. ghost Thank gives you. it four stars. <laughs> um, yeah. Although killing yourself in this way is uncommon, mm. uh, apparently at less than 4% mm. of suicides uh, were due to sharp force trauma. Most of those are usually wrist slashings. Um, I can only think of one offhand attempted. Artie Lang. Oh yeah, Artie Multiple Lang stabbed stab himself like torso. Yeah, God, he stabbed himself like twenty times. Yes, God. Yeah. Uh, you turn the knife sideways and plunge it between the ribs. It's an extremely painful way to die. Wouldn't it be horizontal between the ribs? Because the ribs go. Yeah, I think well, I, guess I think it meant an sideways angle, so it's horizontal. So you oh, go side. Right oh, that's between. sideways. Yeah, not right. like Never so it's mind. not vertical because okay, then you'll right. probably get stuck on the Got rib. It. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. The, the rib cage. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a very hmm. small amount of suicides actually usually occur this way, probably because it fucking hurts. Yeah, I imagine yeah, it's extremely right. painful. Sure. Um, so it's just kind of weird. Sure. The other thing that people said at the scene, they found a post-it note, right, with the words, "I'm so sorry." Love Elliot, 
God mm. Forgive Me. Which that is strange. That could just be the title of his new album. <laughs> that could be a song. Yeah, yeah. You know, for all yeah. we know. Yeah. So, mm. so now, this is, this I have is a, a picture weird thing. of the autopsy I mean, uh, photo, or the autopsy Oh, the autopsy. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually have the... Um, the coroner, what the coroner said. Oh, from in, Smoking in a, Gun? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they published the whole thing right after he died. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a little morbid. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, pretty... Did, did they have pictures of him on like Rotten.com or something? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Yeah. But yeah, it says, the mode of death is undetermined... Or do we go into this yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The mode of death is undetermined at this time. Well, his history of depression is compatible with suicide. And the location and direction of the stab wounds are consistent with self-infliction. Several aspects... Uh, are atypical of suicide and raise the possibility of homicide. These include the absence of hesitation wounds, stabbing through clothing, and the presence of small incised wounds on the right arm and left hand, possible defensive wounds. Additionally, the girlfriend's reported removal of the knife and subsequent refusal to speak with detectives are all of concern. And the the other thing that's interesting too is toxicological tests revealed that he was apparently clean of illegal drugs at the time of his death. Right. They found some like non-abusive amounts of antidepressants and medication for like ADD, but that's it. So it's not like right. he was super high and feeling like really melodramatic and depressed and just killed himself. I think you're more likely to do it when you're not high. That's when I'm more likely to do it. Yeah, I guess that's so. true. But the history of depression though is usually compatible with suicide. It's just the location and direction of the stab wounds that are cons- that are inconsistent with self-infliction. So, that mean, people think it's weird. Mm. I mean, it, it's kind of, and her story was also a little odd, you know, if you think about it. But then, you know, at the time, you know, his friends, you know, his friends said the description kind of fit. He he may have tried to kill himself in this way before. I guess uh, his producer Larry Crane said in 1997. That Smith showed him a really bad scar he had on his chest, mm-hmm. um, which looks self-inflicted. Sure. You know? Um, rumors, uh, the other thing that's weird, too, within weeks of, after his death, rumors began to emerge that painted a different portrayal of his final months. Smith, it was alleged, had not actually kicked drugs. He still had been using. Mm. And his relationship, which everyone said, you know, that's kind of like the reason he changed his life around, mm. was actually not as idyllic as originally suggested. Oh, they had yeah. a very volatile relationship. In fact, uh, the owner here of Org Records, Sean Organ, said that he described them as like Sid and Nancy. They were a Sid and Nancy couple. Okay. Yeah, he said they're constantly arguing, splitting up, getting back together again. He's like, you know, he goes, I didn't know them personally. He's like, but the stories were that they were like a crazed, drug, druggy Sid and Nancy situation. Mm. So that wasn't a very healthy thing. No. Um... But then again, this guy here, Mark Flanagan, who owned a club where Smith regularly performed, said that he didn't think he'd commit suicide. He goes, I don't believe the guy stabbed himself in the chest. It doesn't add up. I wouldn't be surprised if someone else did this. He was doing drugs with a lot of low-life, scummy people. Um, You know, he's around some negative, dangerous people, so who knows? Then there were rumors that he owed a lot of money to the Mexican mafia. Mm. Did you see that? uh, Yeah. I did not see that. Well, apparently... Mm. He owed a lot of money to them. That's so, so they said that you know it might have been a hit. Okay, but that's weird to me that there would be a hit while the girlfriend's in the bathroom and she's fine. I mean, the Mexican mafia has never extended that much credit to me. <laughs> Actually, they've never extended any credit to yeah, me. Yeah, but ever. you're not a celebrity that's worth not. like yeah. you know. So you, I don't know. Do what's you going have on. any albums that sold four hundred thousand copies? No, I don't. You know? Yeah. 
But isn't it weird, though, if a Mexican mob mm. broke into your house, killed you, they wouldn't go in the bathroom and kill the girl? You know, oh, she was just in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. So I find yeah, that really kind of like spurious too. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, they, they said that there were possible defensive wounds. Um, there were no hesitation wounds, which apparently when you stab, a lot of people like test yeah, it out first yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, times yeah, 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 yeah. to see. <laughs> and I guess you normally will take your shirt off before you stab yourself. Yeah, he was fully clothed. Right, yeah. So that's another no, thing that's that kind of suspect. Thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were they were surprised that she removed the knife, which seems rather convenient because then it can explain why her finger marks are on it. Hmm. You know, hmm. I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, cast any suspicion here, but uh, <laughs> I mean, accuse. I'm not trying to accuse anybody. We're not accusing nobody. The yeah. coroner said it's weird. Yeah, the right? coroner said it was. Weird. I mean, it's she co- of concern. Of That's concern. what the coroner said. I yeah. mean, look, she didn't uh, talk to the police, but to be fair, you shouldn't ever talk to the police not without a lawyer yeah sure. not without a lawyer so you can incriminate yourself especially then which i imagine must have been a very emotional situation right you yeah. know so you know hey um detectives concluded that the death is possibly suspicious mm. however circumstances are unclear at this time mm. i think they said the same thing about jeffrey epstein right possibly suspicious mm-hmm. um but yeah chiba declined all interview requests in the wake of his death um but I guess four days after the smoking gun published a coroner's report, she actually made a statement to MTV News. She was disgusted that they would. She said she was physically sick when she saw that the report was online. Just surprised. Does the smoking gun still do that? Yeah, I, don't, I think so. Do they, I, yeah. Or I think I think these days TMZ probably beats. Yeah, into TMZ it. would probably beat yeah, into yeah. it. Um, she said so. that uh, she denied that she had refused to speak to detectives. Yeah. And although she had not been charged a question over the allegations, she felt she's a suspect in the eyes of the public. Right. And she said, in my mind, there's no question to what happened. Hmm. Um, I want people to know that I'm not keeping quiet because I have n- nothing to hide. If I was a suspect, I'd have heard from the investigators. Right. She goes, another thing is his sister and his parents and everyone else close to him, they know the truth, so I'm not worried about it. Hmm. But the attorney representing Smith's mother and his father and his half-sister, Ashley, contradicted Chiba's claim that they know the truth. Hmm. You know, they, they actually want them to investigate it. And here's the, here's the weird thing that I never knew about. Because I had heard about the murder, or suicide, you know, mystery here. Yeah, yeah. But I never knew that less than a year after his death, Chiba went on to file a lawsuit against Elliot's family for 15% of his earnings from hmm. the estate. She stated, and I guess there's a thing called the, uh, it's called Marvin's Law. Mm-hmm. That if you live a certain amount of time with somebody, um, you can claim that you're domestic partners. Who the fuck was Marvin? That's what I'd like to know. An unlucky motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what happened there. Yeah. Poor hapless guy. Um, Oh, my God. He didn't even get married and he lost half his shit. Mm. Uh, She stated that the two lived together, quote, as husband and wife, and that he pledged to take care of her financially for the rest of her life. Mm. And uh, she didn't win that lawsuit. Okay. And then she filed another one against her attorney for malpractice. Mm. Didn't win that one either. So that's a little, that's kind of odd. Yes. I mean, they were only, you know, they only lived together for like a, not even a year. They were only together for a year and they only lived hmm. together for like, I mean, maybe nine months, nine to 10 months of that year. Right. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, he produced her band. I guess the band broke up shortly after this because of all the death threats they were receiving. She oh, was receiving they were, in yeah. particular. That's not, yeah, it's not a good, uh, 
idea. I mean, can you imagine if like that had happened when the internet was was big oh, yeah. with Kurt Cobain? I mean, yeah, if you, can you imagine? A, yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be all the like, Reddit detectives yeah. trying to solve it. Well, because it's like Courtney Love is terrible, sure, but so is Kurt Cobain, honestly. Oh, yeah. A terrible human being, you know. Well, that's the thing. And, it, you know, it sounds like Elliot Smith wasn't an angel either. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Courtney Love didn't kill him. Let's, you know, come on. I read some uh, interview with a guy that was the uh, record producer um, for the Happy Endings uh, record that Elliot was working on with them. Mm. And he said, he goes, uh, he goes, those recording sessions were the worst. He's like, mm. you had the band on one side, mm-hmm. you know, in fear of Elliot Smith, depending on mm. his mood that day. Right. He's like, and then the recording engineers just kind of like, who do we listen to? Right. He's like, and then uh, Jennifer Chibo is kind of stuck in the middle trying to control him. Mm. He was just, they were just, he was like, it was the, one of the worst periods I've ever had to work. Wow. So I imagine, you know, it's uh, drug users, especially like habitual drug users do tend to have mood swings. Yeah, these so fucking recording engineers with. post, you know, like 1985 or so spoiled. <laughs> you think of like the people who had to record like, like Fleetwood Mac. For Keith, oh my you God, know? could you imagine that? Like, oh, he's fucking her. Well, he's, he's fighting with him for or fucking Keith him. Keith Richards. You know, like, like uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. But so what's weird about this whole thing is that I think I mentioned this before. Chiba's story flip-flops between taking mm-hmm. a shower and then going to the bathroom and locking the door. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Right. Um, how, you know, it's uh, kind of, uh, it's convenient that she removed the knife because that would excuse her fingerprints of being on it. Sure. Uh, the fact that there are no hesitation marks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of suspect. Um, I didn't, oh yeah, here's another point too. Not only did she, you know, uh, put, uh, file a lawsuit, but days after the death, she went took a bought a one way ticket to England, which was paid for by an ex boyfriend. Okay, so she like left the country, but you I know don't people find that do, suspicious. but yeah. people do that. Mm. People do that. Um, I did that after I got stabbed. I went to England for like a month. Yeah, you yeah, know, you, you want to get away. Yeah, uh, you know, one one website I found with a lot of interesting uh, information on Elliot Smith right. was this uh, blog called JusticeForElliotSmith.com on WordPress. Uh, it's pretty good. They have a lot of uh, interviews with different people. I think mm. they even interviewed Jennifer Chiba. Mm. So it's um, but yeah, his uh, one of the interviews from this page mm. was this guy. They they don't name the musician, but he says he doesn't buy the suicide theory. He also mm. doesn't think Chiba did it. Because he feels she would have cracked since then under investigation. Mm. Um, he said, you know, Elliot, they heard that he was hiding from dangerous people, drug dealers, possibly the Mexican mafia, but police didn't find any evidence of this. And neighbors said they never saw anything about that. Yeah. You know, um, Chiba was saying it's a suicide because, uh, you know, maybe, you know, because you never know with her. He, he describes her as a borderline witch, hyper-calculating bitch, and almost whore-like in her sexual way. Who called her that? This Cotton is, Mather? No, this is oh. uh, Elliot's friend. Oh. That they, another musician that <laughs> the they, don't, they uh, don't name. That's horrible. But he said Elliot wanted to leave her, and everybody knew that. Mm. Yeah, so, I've heard that. You know, that's that's yeah. kind of weird. So, mm. And then it's also weird that she was trying to cash in on the royalties, saying that they're a domestic couple like a husband and wife right you know they were together for a year yeah not even a year they they didn't live together even longer than a year Mm. so it's kind of weird to say like oh no he said he's going to take care of me for the rest of my life so i'm entitled to 15 percent of his estate i mean if he said that but i mean as beyonce once said 
whatever the hell she said about a ring. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, the conspiracy theories, though, do kind of echo the whole Courtney Love Kurt Cobain thing. Did you ever see that Kurt and Courtney movie? Oh, yeah, it's great. Remember with El Duce from The Mentors? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said he, she hired him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, if yeah. I was going to try to find someone to assassinate my mm -hmm. husband, yeah. it would be El Duce from The Mentors. Yeah. It's a great, great guy. Very trustworthy mm -hmm. and reliable. Uh, but the thing is, it's interesting. I read. Um, he wouldn't just take the money and go get drunk in a barrel, you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> But people were saying that, like, mm. everyone just, you know, immediately accused Courtney Love. And uh, this author who wrote a book, I forget, you know, I didn't even type the name of the book here. I forgot the name of the book. But anyway, he wrote a book about the death of Elliot Smith. And he says he feels it's part of a misogyny type of thing, hating on the evil harpy who mm. supposedly destroyed the hero. Oh, like a Yoko Ono. A Yoko kind of Ono thing. thing. And Courtney <laughs> Love, yeah, you know? Yeah. A lot, he, often point, he also pointed out that fans often feel deserted if their idol takes their own life. So mm. they'd rather think that someone murdered them right. because they wouldn't do that themselves. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Suicide or murder? I think, he, I think it's probably suicide. I think so too. I mean, it is weird that he's got other mm. wounds on his thing, but, uh, you know, on his arms or whatever. But it's. Why would I don't know? It just seems it's weird. a weird way to go. Yeah, though. yeah. You would think he would it's have a just lot of, Yeah, I mean, but he was a melodramatic individual. He was. I know, mean, very it's a lot guy. of force to go. Like even if she was mad at him, I can't imagine her really exhibiting the kind of force to drive the fucking knife into his heart. You know. Yeah, and to do it, it seemed like it was done rather cleanly. It wasn't like yeah, like it was just kind of like it seemed, mm. it seemed like he just kind of just shoved it in. Right. You know, because... Like and, a vampire suicide. Well, what? But yeah, also, right I mean, it, it seemed to me that yeah. it was almost one of those things where they get in this horrible fight mm. and he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill myself because of you. Right. And I could kind of see him doing something like that. Right. We've all thought about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm going to make you... I'm going to make you feel bad for the rest of right. your life yeah. right now. I'm going to kill myself on your doorstep. <laughs> like a dog. It no, that, just, no, I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. That's a bird that a cat yeah. puts on you. Never mind. I'm, I'm getting mad like animals a dog. confused. Like a dog. Like a dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, might as well have waited for her birthday. But yeah, I wonder whatever happened to her, though. Yeah. You know, she lost the two lawsuits... So sure, she never got she any did. money from it. Yeah. I don't know if she ended up like, uh, if I were her, I would have mm. left LA. Yeah, sure. You know, moved yeah. away, maybe yeah. moved to England or something. But mm. I don't know. Jury's mm. out on that one. Right. Unsolved murder. Mm. Anyway. But people, if you if you haven't heard Elliot Smith, do yourself a favor. Go pick up uh, Either Or. Um, Basement Hill's a great, great record, record, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The self-titled one's really good. That's the one with Needle in the Hay. That's the, right. The big famous song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go check him out. He's mm. a pretty amazing musician. Yeah. Uh, this is episode 722 here Sick and Wrong. We have some stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, guys. It's Stephen again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. The first story we have here uh, comes from Joel. Joel says, This sounds like something you two degenerates would enjoy discussing. Hmm. 
Ellen sounds DeGeneres. like something you two Ellen DeGeneres's yeah. would enjoy discussing. <laughs> All right. yeah. You know, it is. It is something that uh, I actually discussed with several people before even receiving this email from Joel. So I think, Joel, you know me very well. Um, I don't know what that means. Hmm. Michigan man claims he's an eight-year-old girl while defending his child porn collection. As one would. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, at at that point, you're grasping at straws. Right. So why not just say, I identify as an eight-year-old girl because all eight-year-old girls Mm. own a ton of child porn. They do. They (laughs) They they totally love it. Can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. It's like My Little Pony, but naked children. I mean, what is tiger beat you know but, <laughs> child, but porn, child porn you know yeah uh joseph gobrick 45 years old wow he's my age mm. he, he drew sexually suggestive images of children while in jail awaiting trial that's going to be a useful visual aid mm. but definitely help your defense um wait, wait what's your age i'm 45 oh okay all right. yeah all right. about to be i was I, gonna, yeah i was gonna okay what do you think I, I said? I thought you were going to say 44, and I was going to be like, haven't you been 44 for like three years? No, no, I'm, I'm about oh, okay. to, I'm 44 right. currently, okay. but I'm going to be 45 on Wednesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. However, I don't look anything mm. like this guy, mm. thankfully. Mm. Um, this guy, if you saw this guy, like if you were sitting in the, you know, at the DMV waiting to take your test, and this guy sat down next to you, you'd be like, wow, you probably have a basement full of child porn. Yeah, it's not good. No, I mean. <laughs> That's an old woman <laughs> with feces on her face. Sorry, wrong picture. <laughs> That's a wrong, wrong story. Yeah. Um, this uh, guy, though. Oh, my God. This guy's got that classic, like, mm. I'm losing the, you know, losing the hair on the top of my head. Let's yeah. just grow the back really long it's because that's not creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? No, it never works that way. That's like the pedophile yeah. mullet, the pedo mullet. It, yeah, I mean, once you start losing your hair, you can't really, you know, you can't do that. No, you, you can't because yeah. it, you look like a pedophile. Yeah, it's not good. But this guy's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. A Grand Rapids man tried to Oof. fight the child porn charges against him by insisting he identifies mm. as an eight-year-old girl. Uh, he made this bizarre admission in court Bad. during his trial, which I imagine there had to be some muffled laughter in the back. Yes. Um, yeah. He says, quote, I've always been an eight-year-old girl, and even my drawings mm. and fantasies, I'm still an eight-year-old girl. Because as fucking, we mentioned before, yeah. eight-year-old girls love drawing naked children. Fucking Henry Darger <laughs> over here. My God. Yeah. <laughs> If yeah. you're Henry Darger, maybe you have that excuse, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, by any stretch of the imagination, mm. this guy could pass as an eight-year-old girl. No. You know? No. And can you do that? I mean, isn't this kind of like the conservative nightmare, like Fox News are like, I knew this would happen as soon as you give right. them a transgender yes, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Men are going to say, I'm an eight-year-old and go yeah. in and fuck your kids. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what's going to happen. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing to you can do. They're going to marry your dog. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is uh, apparently his defense strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, Gobrick had been charged with three counts of child sexually abusive activity, one count of using computers to commit a crime. Mm. Uh, apparently, the, the way they found him is he was booked in 2018 after a missing Ohio teenager was discovered in his Michigan home. So his kid had been missing for like a, a few weeks and she they found him in his home and that's yeah. how they then detectives did a search mm. and they found a trove when you say a trove mm. of child porn that's a lot of porn yeah that's you yeah. wouldn't just say like a the child porn collection no mm. a trove mm. that's that implies a lot of porn mm. um he was found guilty and sentenced to uh 10 to 20 years in prison on mm. december 18th 
Uh, he argued that much of his stash of child porn was computer animated and thus protected under free speech laws. Is that true? I was going to ask you that because you have I don't hentai. Know. You have hentai. Oh, I do have hentai, yes. So is hentai, does that have like another, like, is there like a whole other set of obscenity rules that apply to hentai? I don't know. Like, is it, is, can you I can have... I assure you all the cartoon characters are of age. Right? <laughs> yeah, is hentai with, like, yeah. four-year-olds, <laughs> naked four-year-olds protected? I don't know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I know? wouldn't take the chance. Yeah. You know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make that gamble. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope that it is... I don't know, you know? That's <laughs> I don't a know. tough thing for the old legal scholars, you know? Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. And push that up to the mm. Supreme Court. Mm. Um, authorities said that a number of actual victims, though, from infants to children roughly to the age of five, were identified in the illegal images that they found on his computer. So this guy had real right. child porn. You can't just be like, well, most of it wasn't real. You know? That and also, yeah. how many eight-year-olds you know going on the dark web on their computers? Like, because they, I don't think they do that. I don't know what these kids get up to. Yeah. And you know? I don't think eight year olds go mm. and search out, you know, yeah. child porn on their computers. Mm. <laughs> I like this is way. So this guy, keep in mind, this guy was appointed mm. a public defender, but he decided to represent himself during the trial, which is probably why it went so well for awesome. him. <laughs> he said, this is, this is great. Mm. I would no sooner have sex with a child than you would with a rattlesnake. That's what he said to the judge. What? It's just not safe. <laughs> what? And then this that gets. Makes... <laughs> and then his next stratagem here mm. is even more bizarre. Yeah. He then uses an analogy referencing the Holocaust to justify his behavior. He says, under the law, mm. Auschwitz was legal. <laughs> what you're doing here is wrong, just as Auschwitz was. Can you explain right. this logic yeah. to me? <laughs> I guess if, like, you know, killing Jews is legal, it's it's legally right, but it's morally wrong. I guess what he's saying is that it's, in our current legal system, fucking children is <laughs> legally wrong, but morally right. Is it, but how could it be morally right to fuck kids? That's a great question. I don't that, know. That's what, How yeah. is possession of child porn yeah. like a Nazi death camp? I guess that's yeah. the part that I'm confused about. But, okay. <laughs> no, he's saying that possession of porn is like liberating a Nazi death camp. Yeah, I think, is what he, that, I think that's what he's saying. Because uh, under law, Auschwitz was yeah. legal. Mm. And so what he's trying to do is liberate it, you know, because it's wrong. Right. Like what the judge is doing to him. Oh, he's liberating yeah. the child porn <laughs> from the dark way. He's allowing the child porn <laughs> to come out to society. <laughs> right. Much like the Jews that survived the Holocaust. Okay, I see Great analogy saying. you're using there. That's going to yeah. sway a jury. See, if the rattlesnake fucking defense <laughs> didn't work, because that works in so many cases I can think of, you know, Brown versus Board of Education. <laughs> the rattlesnake <laughs> fucking defense. you say, I'd rather have sex with, with a rattlesnake yeah. than a desegregation gave my school yeah <laughs> that's like okay right all right we see where you're coming from with that right. Ooh, the rattlesnake defense yes um, but the auschwitz nazi death camp analogy mm. is not going to work here mm. judge wasn't persuaded <laughs> he said based on everything he said and done including bragging about what mm. he was drawing in his cell so the whole time he's like being held in the cell he's like still drawing you know naked children mm. um i mean so is the 
whoever draws love is or whatever. Oh yeah, right? I guess love so, is two naked yeah. eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> um, he obviously doesn't think child sexually abusive material is wrong. Mm. Um, he said uh, the the verdict of the jury. Could you imagine being on that jury? Like how <laughs> yeah. quickly that would be over. <laughs> what, <can> we, <laughs> it's like okay, I got my meter is about to run yeah. out. <laughs> can we just? Yeah. The judge said, uh, we're very satisfied by the verdict of the jury and the sentence imposed by the judge mm. because Mr. Gobrick has engaged in some very disturbing behavior. Mm. Uh, the assistant prosecutor described Gobrick as a danger to the public, and authorities said that during the trial, he spoke openly of child rape, even jokingly at times, and drew sexually suggestive images of children while incarcerated. Jesus. Um, he said, even during the trial, hmm. the defendant continued to draw on purpose and would joke about raping babies and making other statements about how this is his constitutional right to do so. Oh, my God. Because the founding fathers had baby rape in mind when they were writing the Bill of Rights. That was one of the first things. It was yeah, a forefront of their minds. I, I um, uh, like, but maybe yeah. we should end slavery. Nah, let's just put this thing about. Yeah, <laughs> baby rape. You yes. gotta have it's it's freedom yeah. of speech. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could say that as much mm. as you want. That's not going to sway a jury. Yeah, no, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work like that. Um, so he had a 2001 sexual abuse conviction in, in New York, actually. But mm. he contends that he's not at all sexually attracted to children. He just likes drawing them naked. So there you go. All right. I mean, how many times did you ever get a boner while reading Love Is? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. No. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? <laughs> That's fucking insane. I don't even know. What I just love it. It's like, I'm an eight year old girl. I yeah. love child porn. And the jury's supposed to be like, all right, well, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there, were, there are some. Um, prison inmates who will gladly educate him on on legal statutes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure the naked child porn <laughs> pictures are going to yeah. go over very With well in san quentin toothbrush yeah yeah so um repent or die da, 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 die 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 is that a video Panama? game yeah it was skate or die skate. too <laughs> that was the beginning of too. skate or die too repent or yeah. die yeah yeah panama religious sect kills seven in bizarre ritual Repent or die. Today's Tom Sawyer, he gets high on you. <laughs> would you get um, chased around by a bunch of bees or something in that game? Was you that would. the one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you might be thinking of... Or no, it's like a skull. It was like skull shape. I think that would happen in... in that might be the original Skater Die. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I Paper Boy? Them. Is that Paper Boy? I think there's, they have bees in both. Oh, shit. It might have been Paper Boy. Yeah. It was like a bee-shaped skull. Yeah, scared the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, I think that was kid. I think that was paper still. Boy. I'm still bothered by it. Yeah, no, Skater Die Two was dope. Yeah, that was, was the one yeah. you're in the mall. Oh yeah, and you got to do like you know they have all the parody stores, you know, like walnut pre, books and you know pre Tony Hawk kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, bodies of six indigenous children and one adult found. I don't know if the adult was indigenous or not, hmm. but you know we'll find out. Uh, seven people were killed in a bizarre religious ritual in a jungle community in Panama in which indigenous residents were rounded up by about 10 lay preachers and tortured, beaten, burned, and hacked with machetes to make them repent their sins. I don't get how you're going to build your membership in your cult if you kill everybody. Seems point. counterproductive. Yeah. 10 people were arrested. 
Police freed 14 members of the Nagabe Bugle. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to say this properly. Electric Boogaloo? Michael Bublé's. (laughs) A Michael Bublé cult. I heard there's some Panamanian cults that worship him. Yeah. Uh, Indigenous. No, it's the name of an indigenous group. Oh, okay. Tribe. uh, Who had been tied up and beaten with wooden cudgels and Bibles. And forced to listen to Bublé? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather have the cudgels. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday, the local prosecutor, Rafael Dolores, uh, described the chilling scene that investigators found when they made their way into the jungle-clad hills to the remote uh, Nagave Bugle indigenous community. I'm fucking that up, I'm sure. I know I'm fucking that up. Somebody's going to write us like, I'm of the Nagabe. How dare you, sir? The house um, of Nagabe. Yeah. <clears throat> Near the Caribbean coast. Uh, alerted by three villagers who escaped and made their way to a local hospital for treatment earlier. Police were prepared for something bad, but were still surprised by what they found at an improvised church at a ranch hmm. where a little-known religious sect known as the New Light of God was operating. That sounds a little easier to say than Michelle and Cello or what is it? Yeah, Michelle and Dege or Cello. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, they were performing a ritual inside the structure. In that ritual, uh, they, there were people being held against their will, being mistreated. Mm. All of these rites were aimed at killing them if they did not repent their sins. All right. There was a naked person, a woman, inside the building where investigators found machetes, knives, and a ritually sacrificed goat. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Wait, weren't you just saying to me before we uh, started the show, that you're thinking of going to that satanic thing in Mexico. I am. Where I want to go. This might happen to you. I could deal with what that. What if you're... <laughs> it's like repent or die. Yeah, I, I'll just... Right. I'll repent. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to get fucked with it. People, you might remember... Cudgel. You might remember this. Yeah. Uh, Harrison and I were discussing mm. this like weird satanic ritual cult thing that they or it's like a it's like a festival a satan festival like yeah. brujas the brujas yeah. festival or whatever, and they, yeah. they do it like somewhere in central mexico we're like oh that'd be cool to go check it out hmm. and then uh harrison's actually gonna do that this year yeah i need to, i need somebody to go with so if you're interested in going let me know <laughs> maybe we should do a competition if, if you speak spanish that's a plus that's a yeah. bonus yeah maybe so. we'll do a competition if yeah. you can speak spanish mm. you're already uh, one step ahead of the rest uh-huh so um Maybe you and FM should do this. That would be a great documentary. If he's right. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Does FM speak Spanish? That's the question. He might. Who? Hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, they began to drag victims to an improvised church where they beat them into submission with sticks. Mm. Cult members stood ready with machetes to take down those who failed to repent to their satisfaction. Authorities said the bodies of Three boys and three girls. Two nine-year-olds plus others aged 1, 3, 11, and 17 were found in the grave. All right. How much would a one-year-old need to repent? I don't... They don't... <laughs> I mean, I really they don't can't. think they've done that much. Yeah, they yeah. can't do it. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even, like, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, you know? It's like, I don't even understand... Yeah. I you got to wait. they could repent. They can't really, con- you know, conceive of, of uh, theology of properly sin. until they're yeah. at least... 13 or 14 you know? yeah for sure because how can God be the God and the son of God at the same time doesn't make any sense until you're like a teenager 
I still can't fathom it. Yeah. So it's like how, you know, uh, in a dream, you know, your dad can be your dad and Yosemite Sam at the same time. It's like that. That's now, that it. happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Still does time uh, to time. So, yeah, the 32-year-old <clears throat> mother of five of the children was also found dead. The victims were killed for not repenting their sins. Uh, the cult had been active for around three months, but had not harmed people until this attack. Would they get a new leader or something? They'd be like, hey, I got a great idea. One of its members believed they had received a message from God. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> that always so, ends well. Yeah. Um, best way to justify your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Police raided the premises of the obscure cult and rescued a further 15 people who they believe were next in line for murder. Murder. They arrested several people, found sufficient evidence to... Jesus. Found sufficient evidence to connect them, uh, including machetes and other tools that police believe were used to kill the victims. What does a cudgel look like? Is that like a billy club? One of those arrested was the grandfather of some of the murdered children. Jesus Christ. A cudgel, a cudgel is like a billy club. It's like a billy club. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the grandfather was mm. killing his own kids? That's right. Oh, man. It's not good. No. There's no way to treat your grandchildren. They raided the premises of the obscure cult and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so um, it appears that they were members of a religious cult that carried out rituals and were apparently responsible for the crime. Uh, yeah, about a mile away, they found a freshly dug grave. A bunch of motherfuckers in there. Um, there was a pregnant mother, too. Just a you, lot of people. My you God. Know, th this cult... The, the whole idea behind this cult didn't seem to be executed very well. Like, you think about Jim Jones. Mm. Jim Jones grew the People's Temple. It was like a huge thing. Moved everyone to Africa. Then he killed everybody. It was uh, South America. South America, whatever. Yeah. Um, he, like, did, you know, he moved them to South America, killed everybody. Mm. You know, he actually, like, waited till they had a sizable group to kill everybody. You know, mm. look at Heaven's Gate. Bunch of people commit suicide all at once. Mm. This couple, before they even get started... It's like yeah. a, a you know, like a, a fresh cult that's, that's barely even like you know existed for longer than like ten years. Already murders nine kids. Apparently, Done. most of the people dead were part of the same family, so they like targeted this family. They're like, let's try and before we buy. Oh, that could to, be. That yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just didn't gel well they with killed, the community or something. Yeah, they weren't gelling. <laughs> they were gelling yeah. with the community. They didn't vibe. Yeah. I was getting negative yeah. vibes from these people. Magellan. <laughs> um, yeah, one of them said God given the, had given them a message. Um, that message apparently boiled down to making everyone repent or die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, repent or die. Mm. Even the one-year-old? The one-year-old doesn't even... Come on, God. He mm. can't even speak yet. Repent or die. Repent or die. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Choose right. the sword and you will join me. Or choose the ball and you will die. <laughs> it's a very vengeful you God. Do you know that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, God. So... Couldn't he be a little happier? Cudgels. You know? Yeah, so the, uh, the Nagabe... Fuck. The Nagabe Bugle are Panama's <laughs> largest indigenous group. They suffer from high rates of poverty and illiteracy. It was huh? not clear what belief or affiliations the New Light of God Church has. Huh? Other than killing. Huh? Um, I think it's that... Did you watch that weird movie on Netflix where it's like, we worship a fucking monster machine god in a cabin. 
and it's crazy. No, where did that come out? <clears throat> I don't know, a few months ago. Hmm. I think it was that guy. It's, it's the same cult. Okay, yeah, Monster Machine kill, got in a cabin. Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> Do you ever see the Green Inferno, Eli Roth? No. I think it's. I think that's what uh, that movie mm. Cannibal Holocaust is based off of. But it's about like uh, Isn't Cannibal Holocaust old. Yeah, I think it's based off an incident that oh, happened in South mm. America, and so mm. he did called the Green Inferno, mm. and so he did the movie The Green Inferno, where like a bunch of like these college mm. kids are like, we're gonna go to South America and mm. stop the people from encroaching on the Amazonian territory, mm. and then they end up like getting taken by this uh, mm. or abducted by this like group of indigenous cannibals i see yeah but there's this one scene where like this they're all put in this cage mm. and everyone's freaking out and the girl gets diarrhea and it's like a five minute scene of this like hot chick too just having full-on diarrhea i in the hate cage. that fucker i hate Eli Roth so much <laughs> why because of the diarrhea for a lot of movies. things i hate his movies <laughs> He's always trying to creep on chicks in L.A. You know, he's he's just he's he is a creeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he should repent or die. He should repent or die. Yep. He's on my list. Um, uh, <laughs> repent Harrison's repent or die list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's growing. It's growing, it's growing every day. Every day. Yeah, especially you people so, gaslighting him. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. That's right, you steampunk motherfuckers. <laughs> The area is so remote that helicopters had to be used to ferry the injured out to hospitals for treatment. So, I can't believe people survived that. There were two pregnant women that survived. Wow. Uh huh. So, God. good on them. What about the fetuses? Some children. I, I think the fetuses are fine. They're fine? Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Well, there you go. Mm. Be wary of the Michael Bublé cults in Panama. You can't beat us, say the fetus. Yep. Uh, people, <laughs> you can call, uh, send your story, cigarettepodcast, gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up mm. next. You can always call the Cigarette mm. Hotline at 323-522-4032. Uh, before we get to our first call, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. You know, Valentine's Day is approaching. That is the perfect time to buy an Adam and Eve gift. So, uh, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're actually going to play our Valentine's Day I don't think we have the Valentine's Day copy yet. But anyway, just keep that in mind when you listen to this uh, promo. It's also the perfect time to buy a ticket to come with me to Mexico to uh, (laughs) pledge your soul to Satan. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call here is Epic Farter. With a lesson epic beginning to this year. Hmm. So, yeah, here's Epic Farter. Uh-oh. Ah, uh, Dean Harrison. Epic Farter here. Been a long time since you played any of my calls. Did he just squeeze one out? I'm hearing little squeaky sounds. He's either, he might, he could be washing a window. Or sitting on like vinyl seats yeah, yeah. and shorts. So. It certainly <laughs> sounded like he squeezed one out. It did. Could, yeah, yeah, could be that. So, hopefully, you've, uh, given them out as part of your Patreon um, to be slightly entertaining. Um, 
I'll be honest, boys, I'm not in the best place at the moment. Uh, I've had a really shite start. Diggy is cleaning a window. Mm. Mm. Yeah. To the year. Um, my wife, in her infamous wisdom, decided that her New Year's resolution would be to not want to be married to me anymore. So, uh, before you say it, no, it's nothing to do with my farts. Um, I, I was wondering that. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's something, I mean, this kind of was the subject of our Patreon calls uh, where we had a, a listener um, call in, Schlitzie actually. Yeah. He called in, he was asking, like, he predicted if Harrison or I had, like, to fart in front of our domestic partners hmm. and was asking about that. And I was wondering that with, uh, with Epic Farter because this guy farts on an epic level. I thought you were going to say that Schlitzie predicted this divorce or something. Now that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. Yeah, I, anyways, she's just decided to concentrate on her and the kids uh, and thinks we'd be, be better off making it on our own. So oh, that sucks, still man. Get to see the that does suck. I'm sorry to yeah, hear that there, Epic Fire. What a shitty way good. to start the new year. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a th that's another problem with New Year's because I've had two, two relationships mm. that ended right after the new year. Mm. One, um, one uh, the girl that moved down here to be with, um, she ended it like on my birthday, mm. like uh, a year after I had moved down here, but it was right after New Year's because it was yeah. the same kind of thing. It's mm. like New Year, new me. I want to get rid of the baggage. Right. And <laughs> I was definitely the baggage. Yeah, they want to improve their life by <laughs> taking you out of it. I'm going to improve yeah. my life. And you yeah. know, she did. Yeah. She definitely did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah. You hey, know, whatever. We're both cancers. It's fine. Yeah. Kids, I've got a seven-year-old and eleven-year-old girl, mm. but yeah, she's pretty much told me she doesn't love me anymore. So uh, oh, harsh. I'm free to fart at will now. <laughs> fart when I want. Yeah, keep up the bright side there. Do what I want. But my question to you is, how long is it acceptable to wait before I start joining the Tinder community and start putting it out there? I don't even know why you're questioning that. Mm. Like, if your wife. Hmm. came up to you after your wife of like over a decade or however long you've been married your wife came up to you and was like I don't love you anymore mm -hmm. and I don't want to be with you anymore I don't want to focus would you be like the next day be like well fuck you I'll try to get laid no you, you would wait and you would like I would probably um, cry in the dark for about four months <laughs> uh, is most likely what I would do that would be probably my move i think yeah. i would be like yeah. just in this vengeful mood and be like well yeah. fuck you i'll try to get mm. laid and it would take me four months to maybe even get laid okay you know it'd take mm. me a long time because i'm not an attractive guy mm. and i'm old so it's not easy to get laid mm. but in my mind i'd be like well fuck you i'm gonna mm. go get laid and i would try i see at least i'd put a profile and think like this is my first step i just don't think i'd be very successful i mean it's not a good idea if you're getting divorced because even if She's the one to initiate it. There could be a private investigator that could use that against you. It's not a good idea. Oh, wait, I guess it's a good yeah. I didn't even think of that. So There's it could be used against there. you. I'm always thinking. Yeah, so. Yeah, wear disguise. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's the lesson. <laughs> uh, apart from my smelly ass, I've got quite a bit going for me. I've, you know, I work for a decent company. I've got a decent job. You can catch fish. Uh, yeah. I'm not completely ugly. You're part of the. Uh, the, I don't know, the fishing Freemasons yeah, or whatever yeah, the fuck what you belong to. group that he's in? Yeah. Like the fishing stone cutters the, yeah. or whatever? <laughs> the Royal Halibut Society. <laughs> the fighting hellfish, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm a little bit portly, but 
I'm cuddly, uh, built for comfort, not speed. Uh, but yeah, what's the acceptable time scale from your wife telling you you don't love you anymore to getting back in the sack again? Bearing in mind, I've been snipped, so I fire blanks. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to get That's anybody good. pregnant. And obviously... You might want to get that reversed, buddy. I don't you know. know. He, he's probably like, what, mid-40s, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at that point, maybe you don't want to have any kids. But his dating pool... You know? Yeah, but he's probably not trying to date girls under 35. Still. Yeah, I That's, guess. That's, you know, it's going on no. a business sale. You got to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. The old load's building up a bit. Um, I seem to have lost my wank. Um, I don't know whether <laughs> you know anything about that, but... I don't know. What's sadder? Wait, wait. Me losing he's, me wife for me wank. <laughs> he lost his wank. Mm -hmm. What exactly does that mean? He just did, he lost the urge to wank? Or he... Like he can't masturbate Either anymore. Either he can't masturbate anymore or like, yeah, maybe just doesn't have the... It just doesn't... The drive. Like you just don't even mm. think about it? I think that... Well, you know what, mm. though? Mm. I think that will come in time because mm. it's like, it's inevitable. It's like you're gonna... Mm. You're not gonna get laid for a few weeks and you're gonna be like, fuck. It just happens. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it, I've had been where it's like, I kind of want to, but like the amount of effort it would take. Well, that's because you're depressed. depressed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, so. don't, don't yeah. you feel the same way about like, I could put a record on, but fuck it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I imagine with like masturbation, it's like, God, mm. I guess I could light the scented candles. Mm. I could put on the Enya and mm. I could do my whole ritual with my... my <laughs> <laughs> Who My can Afghan say <laughs> what they came for? But it's yeah. so much work. I'd rather right. just sit here and okay. wallow in my self-pity. Yeah. I don't know. I've just lost any drive at the moment. I can't even knock one out um, no. since we split up. He's depressed. So there's yeah. a bit of pressure building up in there. It's going to be like a fucking explosion in a lot yogurt factory when that bastard goes off. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts, really. Um, and thanks a lot for keeping me entertained. Um, I only have to listen to you guys, and it peps me up a bit hearing about them sad fuckers out there that are worse off than me. Um, oh, there's plenty. But yeah, love you guys. Thanks for keeping me entertained all these years and long may it continue. You take care of yourselves. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, uh, I am sorry to hear about that there, Epic Farter. I like this guy and it's, it's always a bummer. I mean, but that is life. You know, right. that's, how, that's how life works sometimes. So yeah, look on, uh, try to look at it positively. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe get some new ass. Uh, but realistically, it's tough. Like, I was thinking about that. Like, I'm 45, mm. and it's it's harder. Even at, like, your age, it's harder to go out and, like... I mean, it was a lot easier when I was 25 to meet chicks. Mm. You know, at 45, it's a little bit different. You know, but then again, you got to manage your expectations. Right. Like, I don't know if uh, Epic Farter is trying to, like, date some, like, 28-year-old Instagram model. Like, I don't think that's his thing. Maybe. Who knows? Um, I don't know if he's opposed to it, but mm. if you want to shag some northern bird... Mm. Up in wherever the fuck you're from, I think you live in like where does he live? It's like Middle England or something. I don't yeah. know. You, you go Middle Earth. In Middle Earth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up in, in the fucking Midgard. Shire, yeah. you probably could meet a northern a northern mm. bird in the Shire without mm. much of a problem. Right. So I think, but it is weird to, especially mm. after like I'm assuming Epic mm. Farter's probably been mm. married for like 15 mm. years, maybe or 13 years since he has 11 year old mm. daughter. 
You know, uh, it's weird to navigate online dating after so long. Right. Like, I mean, 15 years ago, did they have Tinder? Mm. They didn't. They had OkCupid, I think. Um, no, I they didn't. Yeah. They, yeah, they had it. Yeah, what did we a, use yeah. back then? Mm. I don't... I mean, they, back then, probably people used Craigslist mm. to go meet chicks. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different world. I think it's... Uh, a little more exciting you know I mean it's like yeah, I think you should keep an open mind to it but also don't get depressed if like fucking people aren't responding to you right because that's kind of the nature of the game and that's why you got off the apps right you're just no I got off it. for other reasons like the not being able to leave the house or talk to anyone oh, okay I guess Those that, made, that makes problems. sense yeah 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 that, that makes some sense struggle that, that, with uh, addiction uh, serious depression all of those like, things. I'm not a fit partner for you right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mm. think one thing, mm. one word of advice, any potential mm. mate you meet, Epic Farter, mm. I would probably not mention this podcast, and nope. I'd probably hold Definitely off on no. farting for at least a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least, yeah, until you've had sex more than five mm. times. Right. Then maybe you can start releasing them. Yeah. You know? You could feel them out by, um, I don't know. When you Netflix and chill, put on the clumps too, or whatever. And see, if they find that funny, then you can you can then yeah, you can then let you can just rip. let them rip. Yeah, yeah. So. At that point, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, online dating's a different world. I, I don't know how it is in Middle Earth or wherever you live, mm. um, but here in LA, it's like I remember when I broke up with uh, my lady when I uh, my girlfriend that I moved down here to be with at the time. I was uh, I wasn't quite forty, but I think I was like thirty nine, thirty or thirty nine, mm -hmm. and I just moved to L A. and I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm gonna have to like be on the dating apps. I don't know anybody. That got laid so much, oh. like it wasn't even a problem. Hmm. I think if you, I think if you tried, I don't. I think never you'd have got laid from Tinder ever. What about like OkCupid or the other ones? In New York, I did a lot. I mean, I, I didn't I, get laid. Cupid. What did I do in OkCupid? Oh yeah, I met um, Tina. Oh, yeah. that's how you met her. That's how huh? I met her, yeah. So that I met, worked out well. I did quite well off of Bumble. Yeah. And okay, mm. Tinder I didn't do all that well on. Mm. A couple of girls I met. But anyway, okay. what I'm saying, mm. try it out. Fuck it. Who cares? Mm. If, if that doesn't work, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to meet girls. Maybe find one that's into fishing. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, or try, a lot fucking, of women, try fucking a rattlesnake. Yeah, you know, fuck whatever. a rattlesnake. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, mm. uh, you know, Keep your dobbers up there, Epic Farter. Mm -hmm. I think you'll get laid soon enough. Right. It'll happen eventually. But yeah, shitty way to start the new year, but I think you'll turn it Didn't around. Didn't that ornithologist girl want to fucking fuck him or something? Or am I mixing up people and I do remember the girl that was life. in the birds. Yeah. I don't know. I forget them all day. Yeah. There are now, I do of remember. Out there I thought the one that wanted waiting the, for your call. I thought the one that was into birds was just more like sexually repulsed by us. That might be. That was that could also be. probably true. But that happens yeah. all the time too with constantly. a lot of female listeners. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's mm -hmm. difficult to uh, differentiate. But yeah. anyway, you know, good luck to you there, best uh, epic farter. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, th I think you'll turn mm -hmm. this around. Anyway, mm -hmm. next uh, next call here, brand new listener. Mm -hmm. This guy's a brand new listener with a story that Harrison's going to enjoy. Okay. Hey, what's up, Dean Heroin? I mean, Harrison. Come on. Uh, first time caller. Come on. Kind of relatively new listener. I've probably been powering through the last maybe 300 episodes or so in the Jesus. last month and a half, mm -hmm. two months. Gotta say, I fucking love your show. Everything about it. You guys do awesome. 
Um, I had a shit story because I know you guys love those so much. Mm. So I was, uh, you know, ankles overhead, plowing this girl, ex-girlfriend in the ass. Um, hmm. And, dude, I, I love... I see the puzzled look on your face. I think it was her ankles oh. overhead. <laughs> I was like trying to think of like a, how that was working. Yeah, she had the ankle. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Okay, yeah, that I makes sense. Make that call. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. Absolutely love anal gaping. So of course, gaping. every time I pull mm. my dick out, I want to yeah. spread her ass cheeks and see that nice fucking pink rosebud. And so we're doing it. I, I escaped her once or twice, fit in it, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, Do girls like it when you call it that gaping? I guess if they're into it. There are some women into different kinds of gaping. I think they're very rare. The girls are into I gaping. Like, yeah. Probably porn stars. Mm. I'm, I'm sure they're probably doing it because the guy's into it. I who knows? Not I mean, necessarily in my mm. cup of tea. Mm. I you know I can understand how it turns you on. I mm. mean whatever, but yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to mm. see inside the colon. Mm. I like seeing outside. Mm -hmm. I like you know that mm. outside. Maybe stick a finger mm. in it, but I don't really need to, to view inside of it. No, no. I don't need. I don't no. care about what's in there. Okay. Um, and so I'm going for the third gape, and fuck, man. The only way I can describe what I saw, just a match. Quick question here now. Maybe maybe this. I'm no own. longer hungry. <laughs> I mean, call me a prude. I'm just no longer. I maybe, was hungry before. Now I'm not. Maybe this is my own ignorance here. Yeah. So is it called going for the gape? Like, is that what you're trying to do? Like, you're trying to get as many gapes as you can in one session? I think that's when you're drinking um, grape flavored lean. I think that's, <laughs> that's going, for, going the, for the. That's going for the grape. Oh, okay. All not right. Gape. Sorry. But is this mm. a thing where you're like. You fuck for a little bit, then you pull out and be like, oh, look at that gaper. And then you measure to see how big it is, and then you go for the you second You measure gaper. it with one of those measuring apps. <laughs> yeah. You get mm. that measuring app on your phone to be like, dude, I got her up to 3.5 mm. inches. Yeah. Man. Mm. Maybe you need the girth to gape. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I don't have the girth. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I didn't know that that's what it's called, going for the gape. But I kind of think that might be the next sick and wrong T-shirt. Oh yeah, going for the gape. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> mm -hmm. In a glass of chocolate milk, overflowing in a flesh cup, and I just said, "Baby, you need to clench her up. This is not good." Because I knew I was about to get covered in a shit show fountain. Wait, wait, I wait, was wait, not wait, wait. <laughs> there are a lot of so euphemisms. I, Hold on, one mm. sec. You rewind that. Yes. He was saying that he was going for the third gape. Mm. And then there was like a glass of Nesquik in there or something, or chocolate milk. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to... This is going to be gross. Literally <laughs> a third of the memes burger posts are like about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, this, about this, this yeah, scenario. This, this scenario, mm -hmm. yeah. And I just said, baby, you need to clench her up. Oh, this I think I rewind a little bit more. Oh, okay, great. Hmm. Just imagine a glass of chocolate milk overflowing in a flesh cup. And I just said, baby, you need to clench her up. This is not good. I haven't imagined that since I saw Hellraiser 3, you <laughs> fuck. I just like how he's the like, baby, you need to cleanse off because you got chocolate milk in a flesh cup. Mm. And then she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because mm. <laughs> I knew I was about to get covered in a shit show fountain. I was not about that life. 
so I, I you know, tell then Don't be gaping, people. That's what I refer you know? to Fox News as a don't, shit show fountain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, don't be gaping. That's part of, like, that's an occupational hazard. Yeah, don't be gaping, people, yeah. you know, hey, if you don't want that. That's, that's going to happen. It's a risk. Of, shame her. Yeah, it's for, a risk of the know, game. Yeah. Stay up and lean back and keep your asshole closed. And we wait for her asshole to relax so she can clench it up and run to the bathroom and let out that fucking lava leak. And, damn, that was by far the most terrified I've ever been of voodoo. <laughs> I love how the, is this guy like a proctologist or what something? What's wrong with this person? <laughs> He's like just terrified of doo doo, but well, and yet, yeah, and know, yet he goes to the area where doo doo is created, the source of doo doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like you're going into the source of doo doo, <laughs> yet you're terrified of it. <laughs> What what yeah. I like about the guys is it's like I'm gonna sit back here and mm. and just kind of relax, stroke my penis. You relax your sphincter muscles and mm. go take care of that lava leak. Mm. It's like what are you a pilot? Yeah, <laughs> he sounds like a mm. Southwest pilot. Mm. It's just weird that delivery. Yeah, I mean that would be like in the DC universe. You know, you want to fuck the anti monitor, but you're terrified of the source wall. Right? Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, come on. Either that analogy or what this guy's doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my shit story. Kind of short, kind of sweet. Um, maybe not sweet, but short and simple. I uh, just wanted to say real quick, you guys played a Narkill song the other day, or not the other day, it's probably fucking months ago for y'all, but uh, Narkill is actually a band by D Brandon DiCamillo and Bam and Jesse Margera, if you didn't know. Uh, I grew up in that area, so I was a huge fan. What the fuck he's talking about? A Narc, Narc Hill song? Nard Hill? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it was Song of the Week that we played. Yeah. Fan of them back when I was a teenager. But I had a song for y'all that I wanted to request. It's, uh... I can guarantee this is going to be a no for me. Vito. <laughs> Vito Town, USA. <laughs> Danny DeVito. All right? It's vetoed. Yep. Already, but I'll listen... Dora the Explorer by Pink Guy. I think you guys might like it. Harrison, you especially. Anyways, keep it sick, keep it wrong, and I'll probably try to call again because this shit's fucking awesome. I love you guys. Later. Dora the Explorer by Pink Pink God uh, Guy Pink Eye Pink Eye Pink Eye was it? I don't know. All right, we'll we'll listen to it I'll, and we'll see. Yeah, I know Harrison's already vetoed it. Mm. I've, I'm already vetoing it. Even if I like it, I have to stick by my veto. So, sorry. so I guess mm. we'll have to see. But uh, well, I'll, I'll get a yeah. Well, thank you. What? Uh, thank you for the shit story. Mm. The one thing I do mm. like about that is I like the euphemisms and the relaxed mm. way, the manner in which he delivered mm. these euphemisms. Like he uses those words all the time, probably. Mm. Like this guy's a professional gaper. Mm. Like he knows what to do. Like I bet you he gets a girlfriend. He's probably like has sex with her once, you know, vaginally, you know, once or twice, and then mm. from there it's like we're gonna go into the gaping realm. Yeah, and I'm gonna teach mm. you how to gape because I'm like Doctor Strange of gaping. Right. <laughs> so it seems Doing like this... magic tricks with his hands and shit. <laughs> yeah. Relax mm. the sphincter, baby. Mm. You're gonna get taken into the gape zone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you there. Mm. I'd like to hear some more uh, gape adventures. I would, too. <laughs> I, I, you know, just fight. It's, it's just yeah. something I don't normally do, so mm. I don't really know about it. Do, like, do. What, the one thing I wonder about is after you've gaped, mm. do you pull your dick out and just 
marvel at how far the sphincter is <laughs> is apart and then for a few seconds while yeah. she just sits there i mean what do you do or do you both look and do you have a mirror so she could see <laughs> marvel ah <laughs> oh, the atom <laughs> when one considers the <laughs> the infinitesimal fortitude of an atom in the gaping asshole of the sphincter one can imagine anything i have opened right. up the asgard dimension yeah. <laughs> in this gape <laughs> anyway all right we have yeah. one more one more call mm. here this is a florida story mm. from a florida man watch it spread apart like the portal of the bifrost <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah hey second wrong it's the foreign store clerk I called in not too long ago. From hmm. uh, Miami. Do you remember this guy? Porn store clerk. I he do. yeah. He works late nights at a porn store in Miami. I vaguely you, remember that. There'd be mm. a trove of good mm. stories from that. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Definitely sounds great. In Florida. Hmm. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I didn't tell a story when I should have. Yeah. About what you know, I experienced here while working. Uh, so let me just rip this, uh, story right up. Rip it. Uh, mm. So one night, uh, probably a year ago now, uh, uh, old Haitian dude, probably too skinny to... I like how he has the weird, like, Obama pause, like, uh, uh, you know, like Obama yeah. does, like, <laughs> that, that, uh, what, we have, uh, uh Osama bin Laden, uh, <laughs> we, uh, kill him, uh, uh you know, no. <laughs> You know, Dramatic and fragile and meek to even stand and walk. Walks the wide door. I have a. I'm sorry, an Ewok? I think he said a fragile old man walked to his door. Oh, okay, okay. At the porn store. Hmm. A fragile old man will walk through the door at the porn store. You know, I the other day. <laughs> I yeah. was picking up my brother at the Burbank Airport, and we're driving back, mm -hmm. and it was like on Victory Boulevard, somewhere in kind of North Hollywood area. Mm -hmm. There was a place called Jason's Books, mm -hmm. and it just looked like the, <laughs> like the most deviant porn shop I had ever seen. And yeah. I was trying to get my brother to go into mm -hmm. it, and he's like, I'm not going into Jason's Books. Mm -hmm. But it made me think, like, who the fuck goes to places like that these days? Yeah. I guess people that don't have an internet connection. Uh, yeah, who knows? Lock on my door during you know the night, so no you know assholes run through here and shoot up. Oh, the so door. it's like a gas station where they lock the door, so you have to go up and like buzz yourself in or get mm. the clerk to let you in to the booth. You know how like mm. a lot of get well at least in oh, inner you mean, cities. Oh, I see. Okay, like right. they won't let you mm. in to browse yourself. So like mm. the you ever go to the gas station, the Shell station right up the street yeah. at like ten o'clock. Mm. That's how shitty my neighborhood mm. is. Ten o'clock, mm. you can't go into the store and buy oh, yeah. like a pack of chewing gum. Sure, you gotta tell the Indian guy, mm. in, in, like I want Dentine Ice Arctic Chill, and they're yeah. just like. What do you say? This yeah. is like great. Now I'm going to spend 20 minutes yeah. trying to get you to go buy, get the gum that I want because you won't let me in the store. Yeah, man. That's how it is. That's what happens. So, hmm. In place. So I have to let him in. Uh, he walks through the door and immediately, you know, whispers to me. Because you can get your poppers on Amazon now. Oh, yeah, you, you can. Don't need you don't need places. to go to these places. Yeah, yeah. Get this. Do you have any uh, young uh, girl videos? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's basically porn, guy. 
<laughs> I like how he's like, that's our bread and butter, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's basically that's, porn. That's man. what porn is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of porn is young girls. Yeah, you really kind of got to put an effort <laughs> in to avoid that. You might get a little more specific there. Yeah. What are these mm. young girls wearing? Those mm. are girl, women that look like young girls doing porn. And then he's like, no. no, I mean, young girls dressed like Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that kind of uh, porn. Uh, younger oh. girls. Ah. I'm like, oh. oh, boy. That kind of porn. And you. We should try to avoid have this come up twice a show in the future. <laughs> I find this. If we so, can. Well, I yeah. find it kind of funny that I didn't know this was going to go there, but I think it's. Well, I think we're going to find out what happens when you ask a porn clerk for child porn. But I do find it kind of funny that if you are into child porn, that you would go into a porn store and be like, excuse me, sir, yeah, uh, I would like to preview your collection of four-year-old porn. Hmm. It's just like, what are you doing? Did, yeah. Did he come from the same like alternate earth that that other guy did where it's like part of the constitution? Does this guy, yeah. al does this guy also identify as an eight-year-old girl? Like this is not oh like God. going into a yeah. random porn store in mm. fucking Florida. Yeah, it's a, free, it's a freaky Friday situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he still, he still I don't think you're going to come out unscathed girl. though right. out of okay. like walking into a porn store in Florida and be like, so I'm really into naked four-year-olds. Do you have any porn movies like that? And Bubba behind the counter she'd yeah. be like what'd you say yeah <laughs> so let's see you know I have this little little lead bat wooden bat that I have next oh, to my baseball register. bat yeah I pick it up and I sternly tell him get the fuck out of my store <laughs> fucking disgusting fucking pervert that's great <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what a scumbag you have to be to get kicked out of a Miami porn store like that? <laughs> Getting kicked out of a Florida porn store. Yeah. Like, with a guy holding God. a baseball bat. Yeah. God, mm. that's like you're a fucking bottom mm. feeder, just garbage human. Mm. Mm. Good God. Uh, that's basically it. We have a lot of those probably, you know, three times a month we get one of those fucking creeps through the door. Mm. Ask wow. Shit. I basically tell them the same thing. Fresh from uh, their time machine. Yeah. I can't be unfrozen until child porn is legal. <laughs> legal. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and be frozen for another 20 years. Yeah. Or, you know, next time I call in, if I do, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Uh, a young girl steps in probably a week ago. She's a minor. We'll talk more about that in the next call. Excuse me? Anyways, you know, happy Hanukkah. FM. Did he just say... He's going strong. Harrison. I kind of miss... I kind of... Yeah, I think he was saying, I have a story about a minor female that went into the, the porn store. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I misheard yeah. that. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. You're a pretty cool dude. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of listeners tell you that, but I mean, you know, stay alive. You're a cool dude. Well, that's it. I'm pulling the knife out of my chest right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> well, that's uplifting. Yeah. Oh, by Thank the way, you. Schlitzie sent us gifts. I forgot them at home. 
Oh, great. But uh, I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure I need but that. But it, it does say on the note, it says Happy Chanika. It's spelled C-H-O-N-I-K-A. Chanika. Well, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's pretty funny. I'd like to see that. Mm. Um, do you remember that Mr. Show episode about the mm. family-owned porn store? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if people go do yourself a favor, go to YouTube and do a search for Mr. Show's family owned porn store. I'd like to think that this one that this guy works at is like that, but it probably is not. <laughs> it's probably like Jason's books in North yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> just the whole exterior was just yeah. black. No windows. <laughs> Never darken the doorstep of Jason's books again. I can't believe my yeah. brother wouldn't go in there. Now that excuse just... me, I'll go back in wonderment at my gaping paw. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I wonder if this guy yeah. would have walked in. It's like, excuse me, sir, could you point me in the direction of the gaping porno? <laughs> like if that guy would have been like, well, sure, no. you fine gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> How big do you like your gapes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to fit a softball inside there. Uh, wow, yeah, I am actually very interested in hearing some more porn stories. I kind of like this. Porn Corner with the Florida guy. Most deaf. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. want to hear some more porn stories. So give us a call back and mm -hmm. let us know about that minor. Uh, people, you can call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. We got one email here from Heather in Colorado. She says, hey, mm -hmm. Dean Harrison, I don't normally call the hotline because I'm an OG Sick and Wrong fan. And I'm never drunk. Hmm. But this week you had an opening segment about cults and Harrison wanting to join one. And I want to tell you that it really fucking sucks. So don't mess with it, Harrison. Hmm. I grew up in a cult for 16 years of my life until I escaped. And it was so scarring for all of us kids. It wasn't a sex cult. Just a very totalitarian mixture of Jehovah's Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, and Judaism. That's a weird mix. <laughs> Yeah. So let's just take a couple things from yeah, here. Yeah, I'm not going to join one of those, you know? <laughs> yeah, those just sound shitty. Yeah. I think Harrison would rather I have like the a, sex cult part. Yeah, or like a Paphos or something, yeah, you know? Something I'm not going to cool. do nothing with yeah. Jesus. Come on. All the shittiest parts, including Old Testament holidays instead of the mainstream holidays. No <laughs> birthdays either. They have, yeah. That's not the first thing with cults. They just don't want it because they're cheap. They don't want to buy you a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. Women were not allowed to cut their hair, wear makeup, and they had to wear dresses. Hmm. Uh, we could not vote or join the military or smoke or drink. Uh, the church would have a session with families to see their pay subs to ensure the tithe was not getting shorted. Were these guys like mob bosses? Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> we were required to give 30% before taxes. Uh, so by the time it was so all done. So it's Mormonism. Because that's, I'm pretty sure that's is what, that what Mormon, 30%? I forget what it is. Huh. It's probably not 30%. It's probably like 10%. She said, mm -hmm. so by the time it was all done, my parents were struggling to feed the house and clothe us. If after this, this overview, Harrison would still like to join a cult, I will help him find one. Mm. Just let me know. Thank you for uh, you both for putting out so much of your personal time and entertaining all of us. Heather in Colorado. Well, thank you there, Heather. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. What yeah, was I'm the always... name of your cult? Yes, I'd like to know. Was I'd like to know. Children yeah. of God? Yeah, was it? Yeah, Probably it not. Like it. That was a sex Probably hates God in the title, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, nothing with Jesus, please. Yeah, <laughs> pass um, on the Jesus part. More, more the sex part. Yep. Um, you can email the show, cigarettepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, best way to support the show, a lot of people ask, how can I reciprocate? How can I give you some love, sick and wrong? Mm. Go to the sick and wrong Patreon page. 
Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sick and wrong. We thank everybody for donating. We're actually having a really good uh, good month this month. Mm. A lot of people signed up. Yeah. Getting towards our goal. We appreciate that. Uh, but also, it's not like we're just asking you to give us money. We're giving you shit. We give you lots of shit. This week in particular, great calls. Actually, we had calls. Mm. I probably should have played on the regular yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, great calls this week. Jizzy Jake, Fantastic. Facebook dating app, The Wad, talking about his mom. Actually gets mm. his mom on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I put stuff on Patreon where I should have reserved a regular show, vice versa. Anyway, mm. go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. You can listen to that. You can also listen to the outtake. It's an hour-long outtake of my sister going into pretty graphic detail about getting spit on by the homeless guy. It's pretty funny. So patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We appreciate the support. Uh, finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week. Harrison and I both picked out this Elliot Smith song. There you go. Because I, I had a few that I like, and he had a few that he liked, but we both like this one. It's, it's Kismet. Called, it's Kismet. Yeah, it's like a meat cute, but not cute at all. Yeah. Um, the song is called Last Call. It's from his album, The Roman Candle, which is actually a really good record. I think my favorite is uh, Roman Candle and Either Or, the two that I like. Yeah, one of yeah. Um, yeah. Which one's the one with last wal- uh, waltz number two? That's, uh, that's I think that's either, either or, or, right? That's yeah, either yeah, or, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a great song too. I almost was going to end it with that one, but uh, mm. we're going to end the show here with "Last Call" by Elliot Smith. You should go check it out. Um, we'll be back next week with episode seven twenty three. Till then, yeah. take it sleazy. Last call. He was sick of it all. Asleep at home. Told you all.
song that the curtis blow song that's the breaks yeah i was listening to that i was listening to it the other day and the rap itself is pretty funny he's Mm -hmm. like when your wife steps out with another man that's the breaks that's the breaks she takes off with him to japan that's the breaks that's the breaks and the irs calls the chat to give you a chat they want to know why you claimed your cat (laughs) so it goes on like that (laughs) i just love how like I don't know, innocent rap was back then? Yeah. You know, wasn't all about the scissor and <laughs> right. drive-bys and the bitches. The wolfman and the mummy <laughs> were getting kind of chummy. Well, that's <laughs> the breaks. That's you the know. breaks. Yeah. <laughs> God, and that was considered, like, Curse Blow was considered a badass, too. Yeah. You know, mm. gangsta. 